Inside my head there lives a dream that I want to see in the sun. Behind my eyes there lives a dream that I wanted so much too long. Cause I've been too afraid to let the choice cause I'm scared of the judgment that may follow. Always putting off my living for tomorrow. Time to step out on Gotta show my faith. It's been elusive for so long. But freedom is mine today. Gotta step out on faith. Time to show my faith. Procrastination had me down. Look what I have found. I found strength, courage, and wisdom. It's been inside. Inside of me, 
Welcome to our live stream today. My name is Jim Ernston, and we're so glad you could join us. Our broadcast is available to you every Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. And you can also view our archives on unityminneapolis.org. This afternoon at 5 p.m. Central Time, we'll be raising funds for our friends in North Minneapolis. In particular, the West Broadway Business and Area Coalition. Everyone asks, what can we do? Well, this is something that we can do. Join us live stream for 75 minutes of great music. All donations will support Northside businesses that have been impacted by the COVID and the recent upset or up unrest. Performers include Patty Peterson, Debbie Duncan, Judy Venar, Rachel Holder, Dane Stoffer, Aaron Schwab, Katie Garrity, J.C. Smith, and Anna Christie, along with Dor Lori Dawkin. Other events this week include Reverend Tony will lead a follow-up discussion for today's lesson, the 12 Powers lesson on Tuesday evening. Karen Oney starts a Thursday morning book group using Robert Brummett's book, Finding Yourself in Transition. And Nia Claire offers a live channeled reading with The Oneness on Friday evening. And a special invitation tomorrow afternoon, that's Monday afternoon, to watch the Unity graduation and ordination ceremonies. That will be at 1.30 and 3.30 p.m. respectively on Facebook, Unity Worldwide Ministries. I will be honored to be one of those graduates and newly ordained ministers. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Learn more about our events and activities on the church website, Facebook page, or Peak at the Week, our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church office through email or voicemail. And now we turn to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you just to take that deep breath with me. Let us breathe together. Let us feel that divine presence moving in and through us today as the activity of life, the activity of love. We call upon God's love in this important moment, knowing that divine love is the greatest power in the universe. We pray for the wounded heart of humanity as we grieve, rage, cry, and despair over injustice and inequity. May divine love enfold and comfort everyone who is hurting. May divine wisdom guide each person and institution in taking inspired action to ensure that all are celebrated for their inherent goodness as a part of God's creation. May we remain resolute in walking the course of human rights and social justice for all. And may we, as a spiritual community, Unity Minneapolis, 
open our hearts and minds to be transformed at depth. And maybe we will, may we be willing to do our part in facilitating positive change in the world. And this morning, we, we pray with our community, especially those that have requested our prayers. We hold each and every person in this consciousness of love and light and give thanks in advance for answered prayer. We give thanks for this beautiful morning, this beautiful day here in Minneapolis. We give thanks that each new day brings new hope, and for that we are grateful. So we say, thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be, amen. Our opening song, Morning Has Broken.
You know, <clears throat> unity is a positive path for spiritual living. We offer practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. Unity is also an open and welcoming, inclusive community. One of our core values here at Unity is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, we welcome you today. We are so grateful that you are with us. If you've been streaming with us for some time or this is your first or second or third time, we welcome you. We also invite you to explore Unity Minneapolis, what we're about. You can do that on our website at unityminneapolis.org. One of our favorite things to say here at Unity is this, my dear friends, and that is that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Now let's prepare for the reading of the daily word from Reverend Jim. Let us move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are also invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit an online prayer via our website. Your prayers are prayed with for seven days and then are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is divine order. Divine order is always unfolding in my life and in the world. As spring ripens into summer each year, new leaves, new leaves transform bare trees into canopies of green. Tiny seedlings grow into sturdy plants and decorate the landscape with an array of colorful blossoms. I marvel at the divine order demonstrated as the earth itself renews. I recognize that even as the earth appeared barren in wintertime, New life was preparing at spring. I notice this pattern in my life. I may be demonstrating visible growth in my life, or like the earth in winter, it may seem that my life is stagnant and barren. I remember that as the seasons of nature change, so do the seasons of my life. Even when it is not apparent to me, I know that divine order is always unfolding in my life and in this world. And the scripture for today is from the Gospel of Mark. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, and then the full grain in the head. The word for today is divine order. Surely the presence of God is in this place. 
Please join me in meditation as we settle in comfortably into our chair, find our breath, and if it feels right, close our eyes. And again, we breathe. And I declare the truth that everything I need to know is within me. Everything I need to know is within me. This is, in fact, my natural state, one of divine understanding. As I focus on that spiritual quality Through my daily practice of prayer and meditation, everything I need to know is within me. My consciousness becomes one of expectation, an expectation of imagination that comes forth easily. A consciousness that knows circumstances do not dictate my reality within this world. For I know deep down that my reality is spiritual. My reality is based in faith. Faith is my reality. And that simple act of turning within and opening up to that faith can make all the difference in the world. I take another breath and I move a little further within, a little deeper, knowing that divine spirit is here with me at this very moment in the here and now. I also know that there is never a time or place that I am separated from that divine presence. And this gives me great comfort. And I take another breath. And I allow that space between my inhale and my exhale, that slight pause to flood my heart with appreciation. I feel that deep inside 
my heart expands. I celebrate that joy. I continue that with each and every breath as we spend the next two minutes in silence. We begin to come back from that silence. Again, we claim that imagination that we know to be our birthright. And our spirit expands with each and every breath that we take. And we know that our lives have become one. a life that cannot be contained by boundaries. We are understanding. And we are blessed with that knowledge as we become aware of our surroundings, as we open our eyes, we come back into this room and we feel that joy that we will take with us for the rest of the day into the week as we celebrate, knowing that it is so. Namaste. the ground. 
Thanks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
last week, um, Reverend Linda was here, and she called us to boldly live a spiritual life. She called us to divine audacity. She called us to live boldly. And she said that we don't have to do it without help because we have within us innate abilities, fondly known in unity as our 12 powers. We have these, we have these amazing abilities within us. And each one of them, when we recognize them, we activate them, and we train them, help us to step into, ensure that we can step into um, our divine presence, that we can live audaciously and know that we are divine. Those 12 abilities, Charles Fillmore, one of our co-founders, also called them faculties. I get pushback when I use that term from folks because we are so used to calling them powers. But you see, when I first started learning about this, it was difficult for me to say I had a power of power. Somehow or another, you can't use the word to define the word. So I was having a little trouble with that. Then I looked, and Charles does call them faculties. He also calls them abilities. And so <clears throat> if I look at them as faculties within me or abilities within me, I recognize that these abilities, um, they, are, they are inherent, yes, they're latent. We come into the world with them, and then we are called on to use them. And when we begin as a, as a youngster, we use these powers at an unconscious level, these faculties, as, at an, almost on an unconscious level because they are part of us. The other thing that we learn over time is that they are values neutral. These are tools that we use. As with any tool, the intention of the user determines the effectiveness of the tool. So all of these tools, all of these abilities depend upon how we use them and what process we use. <clears throat> for the next um, today and then for the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about these abilities, these powers. I'm going to speak today about the power of mind. And next week, then Reverend Jim will be speaking about the power of body. And then the following week, Reverend Pat will be talking about the power of the heart. Today, we're going to focus on the powers of of the mind. And the first thing that I want to do is define what I mean by mind. If it's a big M, when you look in the definitions, the big M mind is God, principle. The Buddhists would say it is the, let me see if I can make sure I get this right. The agent responsible for bringing everything into being. That's the big M. The little M, sometimes I think we get the little M confused. 
Because when I say mind to a Western world, what do we think of? The brain. We go to the brain. We go to logical processing. We go to rational thought. And yes, that's part of the process. But mind is the essence of my being. It is the totality of me in thinking mode. Now, there's another whole lesson here about thinking in the brain and thinking in the gut and thinking in the heart, and we'll let Reverend Pat handle that some other time. <laughs> Just saying. Today, though, we want to look at, we want to look at the powers of the mind. And interestingly enough, if you look at the four powers, they're all located at the head. So it sort of works a little bit. So let's talk about today. We're going to be talking about faith, understanding, imagination, and will. Faith in the pineal or the pineal gland. And then imagination here at what we used to call our third eye. Some of us still call it the third eye. And then will and understanding on either side. I want to start with faith and a confession. <clears throat> I grew up with faith being, and I should know this one by heart because I heard it so many times, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. And even when I was a kid, I'd go, huh? What? So then I started looking at those words. The assurance of things hoped for. And as I did my research, what I learned was the word that was used for hoped for in its original translation really had more of the meaning of expected. Hope now has sort of a wishy-washy word for us. But when it was originally written, hoped for was an expected outcome. And so the assurance of things expected and the confidence of things unseen. And I could go forward with that without a whole lot of trouble, but I must say that it was still a little problematic for me because faith was something that I felt, not something that I knew. And then <clears throat> Charles's definition, Charles Fillmore's definition, Perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. Once again, I go, huh? Right. Got it. No, I don't got it. I don't got it. And once again, I started looking at the meaning of words. And I start with the term perceive. To perceive is to be aware or to be conscious of. The power of being conscious is faith. Conscious. Linda also says in her divine audacity, we all live by faith. If I used my new terms here, I would say we all live by being conscious, not unconscious. 
So if I, in fact, have faith, what I've come to understand is I have faith to the degree that I am living conscious. And the greater consciousness I have about what is around me and in me and beyond all that I can imagine, the greater my faith. There's a very interesting phrase, I know that I know that I know. Yeah, I go through that one a little bit. I know that I know that I know. As far as we know at this point in time, our species is the species that really does have self-awareness. Now, we're not sure about that, and hopefully we'll know more consciously about that as we move. But right now, we do. And for me to know and to be conscious is faith. I can put my foot down again because I know that I am conscious. My level of consciousness changes as I walk that road. And something along the road, if I stay open, changes me. Something changes my awareness. And I begin to collect information, knowledge in my being. My faith grows with my consciousness. And then I have to call on that second power, that second ability called understanding. Knowledge is about acquiring facts, but understanding is about making meaning of them, about connecting information, about connecting and having insight into what that means. We can have understanding at the five senses level, and for a lot of us, for most of our young lives, that's sort of what happened. We made sense out of the things that were coming to us from our five senses. It was when we decided to turn inward, go deeper into that consciousness of, and knowing that we had this aha moment, this realization that there's something bigger than me. There's something greater, whatever you want to call it. You can call it God, universe, spirit, oneness, atman, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it is greater than me. And so then I begin to make, connect the dots. I begin to make sense out of all of that that's in my consciousness. I can, in fact, begin to see past what is visible into the invisible of my world. And it is a tool, just like anything else. And so what I focus on and what I connect is what ultimately is going to manifest in my life. As I begin to do that, I'm going to call on that third power, that third ability, which is my imagination. That's another one of those words. 
I spent 30 minutes on a FaceTime with an almost four-year-old last night. And his imagination is wild. We went searching for monsters and ghosts all over the house. And he found sea monsters and he found friendly ghosts. And we scared them away. And we say that's imagination. The capability, the ability of imagination is about being able to image, to bring into our conscious awareness a picture, a vision, an image. James Dillett Freeman writes this, and I had not seen this before. Um, I don't know how I missed this, but it's a beautiful definition on imagination. James Dillett Freeman is the poet laureate for unity, if you're not familiar with his work. And he writes, imagination is the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses, nor never before wholly perceived in reality. A power that frees us from the limitations of our senses. It allows us to reach out into that infinite field of potentiality, that infinite field of possibilities, connecting the dots and bringing them into a form, a mental form. Without it, nothing exists. Things are always formed first in, in that field and then it's brought forward. Even the modifications to the chair. I have a feeling the original chair was a stone Somebody sat on, and then somebody said, that's not particularly comfortable. I need something on my back. And the next thing you know, we've got Barca lounges today. Each one of them, a new, a new way of imaging something to sit on. But it's the image. Now, <clears throat> today... Well, let me go to the fourth one, then we'll come back to it today. The fourth one, the fourth capability is will. Will is about choice, commitment, and the, the desire to be, the willingness to be. Defining will with willingness drives me nuts, but that's where we are right now. It's about choice. It's the executive faculty of our mind. It makes the decisions. I want to share with you two quotes. One is from Fred Allen Wolf, and he says, How matter appears depends on our mind's choices. Reality is a matter of choice. Now, we go, Ugh. okay, do I really like that one? Well, let's read another quote. And this one's from Charlotte Shelton. Charlotte was the CEO for Unity World Headquarters for quite a while. She wrote a book called Quantum Leap. And in here she says, Wolf did not intend to imply that we, the observers of the physical world, create reality from a void 
Rather, we evoke reality from an invisible field, a menu of energetic potentials. Therefore, the particular potentials that we realize at any point in time depends upon the nature of our observations, our choices. Our choices. The word used in the Lord's Prayer for will was thelema, or thelema, which means a discretion, no, a determination. Let me make sure I got that right. That's why I write these things down. A determination, whether by choice or by inclination. A determination. Again, these capabilities are value neutral. And I have the ability to choose, to make a determination. It's always a choice. We may not like the options, but it's always a choice. And that is our will. That is the will that we have. And when we are in alignment through faith, understanding, and imagination, aligned with that divine nature, our will is thy will. There is only one will, and that is the one we manifest. So, Tony, what does this have to do with today? Yeah, yeah, really nice theological theory. But what does it have to do with today? Well, let's look at our awareness, our consciousness. Something along the road changed me. My consciousness today has been blown open by the things that have occurred in our world. My consciousness of my own importance and my own right to be the standard for what is human just got blown open. I may have intellectually understood that that was not the case. White people aren't the standard for what is human and normal unless we make it so. And we have made it so. It got blown open. And it's, it's blowing open wider and wider and wider. So my consciousness, my faith in the power that is all that is has grown deeper in the understanding that I'm going to be given the information I need to be given. What I do with it is about my understanding, my connecting the dots, my putting pieces together and going behind what is obvious and physical, getting past my own fears, Finding out what I'm afraid of to understand that there is only one family and that there is only one. 
and then I have to imagine it. I have to image the world, my beingness, me, as somebody who is open and accepting and loving and forgiving. And then it doesn't matter what we look like. We are all oneness. And that's an important image to hold. And it goes down to every word I say, the words that I use, the places I show up. The things that I step into to help correct under misunderstanding. And it's always my choice. It's always our choice, folks. What are we going to choose? today and tomorrow and the next day. This week, I'd ask you to pay attention to what you focus on, to where your conscious awareness goes. How much faith do you hold that all things ultimately move to good and it is each one of us are responsible for where we go from here. May our choices be made with love, compassion, understanding, faith, God bless you. Because you never know where life is going to take you and you can't change where you've been. But today, I have the opportunity to choose. Here I am now looking at 30 and I got so much to say. Gotta get this off of my chest, I gotta let it go today I was always too concerned about what everybody would think I can't live for everybody, I gotta live my life for me Cause I've reached a fork in the road of my life With others gonna happen, unless I decide in everything I do. My past won't dictate who I am. I choose. I've been through some painful things. I thought that I would never make it through. Filled up with shame from the top of my head to the soles of my shoes. I 
Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Van. Reverend, thank you for a wonderful lesson. Jim, thank you for a wonderful lesson as well. It's just been great. And then we also invite you to give to Unity Minneapolis at this time. There's several ways you can do that. If you're with our website, you can just go click that donate button and it will take you to a secured place to make that contribution. If you're watching on your personal device, your phone, you can easily text us, and you can text 77977, give to, the number two, Unity, and it will take you to a secured place also to give to Unity Minneapolis. Then you can also do something that is coming old-fashioned these days. Mail in a check. We'd be happy to receive it right here at Unity Minneapolis. Numerous ways to give. We appreciate your support. Let us affirm together our church offertory blessing. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. Amen.
So let us take a moment and bless these gifts. 
We bless these gifts today that have been given in love. We send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world, a world that truly works for all. We are grateful, grateful for these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission. And we say, thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our Unity Prayer Chaplains are holding sacred space within their homes. If you have a prayer request today, we invite you to go to our website and make that prayer request on our website. It's confidential, and immediately our prayer ministry will begin praying with you and then send those to Silent Unity as well. We have several exciting things that are happening this week. Uh, Jim has already referred to one of them. That's Monday afternoon at 1.30 and 3.30. Jim becomes Reverend Jim, and we are so grateful that Unity Minneapolis has been a part of this. Uh, Jim, would you come forth and share something about it and help us uh, be sure we're tuned in? Thank you. Thank you so much. So after many years, many years of uh, hard work, uh, yeah, the day is here. And not just for me, but for all the other students in Unity Worldwide Spiritual Institute. That is the school, that is the seminary that we've attended for so many years to graduate with this in this program. Um, that's at 1.30, and then at 3.30, uh, we become ordained, officially ordained Unity Ministers. And your presence on that virtual, on those two virtual events, uh, will help support uh, the ministers from around the world, actually, around the world that will become ordained. So please join us and support all the new energy, all the new ministers that are becoming ordained. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I see many years of service to unity. Thank you so much. And I think of Dorothy Pearson, uh, who is no longer with us in this expression of life. But the day I was ordained, she said, you are graduated first from the Institute because you are first and foremost always a teacher. And so that has really stuck with me. And so, Jim, we're excited about it. We'll be with you tomorrow afternoon as well. And then also, oh, my, oh, Laurie. Oh, you know, I was excited when so many folks said yes. They would love to be involved. And then I, was, I solicited their um, suggestions for what they wanted to do. And I really, yesterday, I sat there with this stack of music, and I went, oh. Yeah, it's, it, yes, I'm, I mean, I always love what I do, but I'm really looking forward to this. It has a lot of just ebb and flow and words we need to say and, and giggles to make and then also coming together. It's a crazy lineup of, of songs. So I hope we see you at five. Thank you. And, and this was pulled together fairly quickly. And people said, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. They just kept saying, yes, yes, yes. And I know that, you know, there are many things that we want to do to reach out to our brothers and sisters in North Minneapolis. And this is something we could do quickly. And I loved it when I asked Lori, what can we do? And she said, we can sing. Of course we can sing. Let's do a show like <laughs> Mickey and Judy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we sing, we pray, we move our feet. That's right. And there, there are other things to do as well. So you don't want to miss this afternoon. I am so excited about this concert. Ten performers in 75 minutes worth of the most fantastic music, some of the best performers in Minneapolis. Call your friends, have a uh, watch party, do whatever you need to do, but be with us. And so 100% of these 
donations go to Unity on the uh, to Northside, and so make those make those donations. Someone in our sanctuary this morning we're excited to have here. She's not often with us for various reasons, but she's with us today, and I'm going to invite her to come forth. That's our Youth and Family Ministry Director, Cassidy Meeks. Four, Cassidy. Three, two, one. We are walking in the light, in the light, in the light. We are walking in the light, in the light of God. In the light, 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 in the light of God. Thought we'd bring a favorite uh, song back uh, as we think about our beautiful children out there with all of you and beyond. I am, I'm very excited to announce that we have programming for all ages now, starting, well, not quite all ages, but starting at age four up through 11, we are going to be meeting every Sunday morning from nine to about 9.20, just to experience togetherness. We'll check in, we'll do a mindfulness activity, and we'll sing together, and we invite you and your family to join us for that. And as always, we have the teens meeting at 1130, Uniteens and YOU. So hope they'll come for this one today. And if you have any questions about any of this, I would love to chat with you, Cassidy at UnityMinneapolis.org, or you can find my number on the website. Thanks, everyone. Cassidy, I'm so proud of your programs. You know what I'm loving? You know, we look for the good in everything, it seems like. And what I'm loving about Uniteens and our YOU is we have Uniteens and YOU coming in for this class throughout our region. And I think we'll see it in our younger kids as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Next week, Reverend Jim will be talking. It's Father's Day. And he will be looking at the powers of the body, the powers of the body. So you want to continue with this series. And it's not just about experience you know, intellectually understanding these powers. It's about embodying these powers and then how we go to apply that in our life today. These are tools that are timeless. So come and be a part of that. Excited to be with you today. Let's have our prayer for protection and our peace song so together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine, and all is well. Yes.
Thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you at 5 o'clock. All right, Reverend Jim, tomorrow.